Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today's November 23rd. Today we are going to continue in the story of Jonah and the great fish. If you'll remember yesterday we left off, Jonah has been swallowed by this great fish. He is down in the belly of the great fish and now, finally, he is remembering God and he is remembering to reach out and pray to God. Now, This chapter, chapter two, is a little bit hard to read just because it's so overwhelming, the situation that Jonah was in. Listen to some of these descriptions. The waters compassed me about, even to the soul. The depth closed around me. The weeds were wrapped around my head. I went down to the bottoms of the mountain. The earth with her bars was about me forever. Now, None of us, I believe, (laughs) I don't want to assume anything, but none of us have been in the belly of a great fish, right? We've never experienced that feeling of being swallowed whole by a giant beast, right? But I think every single one of us can relate to some degree with the feeling of being swallowed whole by life at some point or another. Maybe it's in dealing with death or grief and loss of a loved one, feeling swallowed up whole by our grief and our loss. Maybe it's being swallowed whole by sin and by lifestyle. Maybe it's being swallowed whole by grief for the loss of faith of a loved one. Maybe we feel like we are swallowed whole as we are in the middle of a faith crisis. There are a million different ways in this life that we can experience this darkness that Jonah experienced in the belly of the fish. There are many ways in this life that we can experience this overwhelmed feeling of just being swallowed and drugged down. So no, we can't totally understand what it's like to be inside a giant fish, but we can understand what it feels like to be swallowed by life or grief or pain or affliction or trial or temptation. So keep that in mind. Keep those feelings in mind as we study Jonah and his experience inside that fish. Jonah here was actually fighting for his life. He was fighting for survival. But sometimes it can feel like we are fighting for survival as well, spiritual survival or just the ability to be able to breathe freely, right? And it can feel dark and it can feel overwhelming, And there can be times where we don't see a way up or out. But it's in those times that we, like Jonah, need desperately to remember God. Now, here in this prayer, Jonah's going to say something, and I might be taking this a little bit out of context, and I apologize if I am, but I love this phrase And I think it applies to what we're talking about right here. In Jonah's prayer, he says, They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. Now, keep in mind what we talked about yesterday, that Jonah, it doesn't seem, ran from Nineveh because he was afraid of death or afraid that they would hurt him. He volunteered his own life to jump into the sea and to die. It would seem that he didn't go because he believed something about the Ninevites that wasn't true. It would seem that his hatred for the Ninevites, his feelings about them, that they didn't deserve the gospel, that they didn't deserve mercy, it would seem that those feelings overpowered 
God's command to preach to them. And so here, Jonah is in the belly of the great fish, and he's realizing that he has observed lying vanities. He has observed this idea that he was better than the Ninevites, that he deserved the gospel, that he deserved God's love, that he deserved God's grace and mercy, but that they were undeserving of it. And he began to believe the lies that he told himself about the Ninevites. And then listen to what it says. It says, when we do that, when we make up these lies, these lying vanities, and when we begin to believe them and observe them, then we forsake the mercy that God is offering to us. Now, my friends, I'm going to take that idea and I'm going to twist it a little bit. Again, I hope this isn't too out of context. But in our lives, when we are in the belly of our own great fish, when we are in dark places, when we are hurting, when we are struggling, when we are failing to see the light and failing to understand how we will ever feel whole again, when we are in those times, oftentimes we can observe our own lying vanities. We tell ourselves false things or we allow the adversary to tell us false things. Sometimes those false things are God has forgotten you or he's forsaken you. God doesn't care. If God cared or if he existed, why would he be letting this happen to you? Why should you bother doing good things if struggle is your only reward? God is unaware of you. He doesn't care about your situation. He doesn't care about your hurt. Those kind of thoughts are thoughts that can sometimes happen when we are deep inside our own trials and struggles, when we are deep inside our misery and can't see light. Those thoughts are things that sometimes pass through our minds, but my friends, those are lying vanities. Those are not true things. Those are falsities that the adversary would have you believe so that you would forsake the mercy that God is actually trying to give. When we get into the depths of despair and we begin to tell ourselves or believe these false things about God, then we rob ourselves of God's mercy and light and goodness because we don't turn to him. My friends, have you experienced this? Are you experiencing it now? Have you experienced the darkness and the hurt and the pain? Have you experienced those obtrusive thoughts that the adversary would have us believe? My friends, if you aren't experiencing it or if you haven't experienced it, just wait. It'll come. It can be big things where we start to question God and his existence, or it can be small things when we ask ourselves, why did this have to happen to me? Or why is this happening when I try so hard to be good? It can be big or little, but somehow, some way, if you haven't experienced this, you probably will. But my friends, it's my testimony that when we do that, when we observe the lying vanities, when we observe these falsities that the adversary would have us believe, we rob ourselves of the mercy God would offer. We rob ourselves of the experience of God's deliverance as he sends light and peace into our lives. That phrase is so powerful. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. Don't let the adversary rob you of your peace. Don't let him rob you of the mercy 
and the deliverance that you could have as you turn to God in the belly of your own great fish. Another lying vanity that often keeps us from God's mercy is something that I believe that Jonah was experiencing here. He had told himself lying vanities about the people of Nineveh, about what they deserved and what they didn't deserve. And because of that, he cut them off from the mercy that he should have been offering. Listen to how President Monson said it. He said, He who cannot forgive others breaks the bridge over which he himself must pass if he would ever reach heaven. For everyone has need to be forgiven. My friends, let's not let our own lying vanities, the things that we tell ourselves, the lies that we tell ourselves, keep us from God's mercy. Whether it's the lies we tell ourselves about God and his love for us, which keep us from turning to him and filling his peace, or whether it's the lies we tell ourselves about other people that keep us from extending mercy and in return receiving and feeling God's mercy and forgiveness ourselves. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.